you know, when we're laying on the couch, chilling, watching our Netflix, we don't need that adrenaline. And we're often sedentary when that happens. So the adrenaline floods the body. It's way too much for the system. And what does adrenaline do? It causes the heart to race. It causes breathing to speed up, get more shallow and quicker. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. to the Unlock Your Therapy podcast, everyone. I hope you're all having a fabulous week and a good day whenever you're listening to this and wherever you're listening to this. So on today's episode, we're going to go over the high and low of my week. And that, again, is just to help cultivate gratitude of what is going well, really just kind of reflecting back and paying attention to the parts of the week that are positive. And also the low is just to see what could use improvement, reflect on what might not be going as well right now, and just to share a little bit of my personal life with all of you to connect more with my audience, because that's the whole point of this podcast is to connect with the community, feel like I'm friends with all of you, and to share a bit more about myself than I was able to as a therapist. After high and low, we're going to dive into anxiety, where I spill the hot goss on research, a book review, something going on in celebrity world regarding mental health, something in the media, just diving into a topic a little bit deeper and explaining how something might work, explaining a little more behind the scenes of mental health. After that, we're going to talk about our skill of the week. And I have a great skill for you to connect with yourself on a deeper level and give yourself what you need. So stay tuned for that. After skill of the week, we're going to wrap up with our action item, which is essentially our little homework assignment for the week. And let's get into it. So high and low. I'll start with my low. My low of the week was Carson had an ear infection this weekend. I wasn't sure if he really had an ear infection because my dad had an ear infection last week. So my mom called me on the phone and Carson was listening and she said, oh, dad has an ear infection. He doesn't feel good. He needs to go to urgent care. And Carson heard that and he calls him Pop-Pop. And he was like, Pop-Pop has an ear infection. What's wrong with Pop-Pop's ear? What's wrong with his ear? And You know, being almost three, he's very repetitive and just keeps asking the same question over and over. So he was very concerned about Pop-Pop's ear. So he was talking about it all week. Occasionally, he would just ask about Pop-Pop and his ear. So this is like a full week later. And he says, my ear hurts, my ear hurts. But he really seemed like he didn't feel well. He's extra cuddly when he doesn't feel well. So he was just cuddling with me on the couch that morning and just seemed like low energy. 
So I was like, okay, let me bring him over to urgent care. I found a great urgent care, not that far from my house where I've been there twice already with him and we've been in and out in 20 minutes. So that part was good. I brought him into urgent care. They checked him out. He had an ear infection. The good part is he's much better about taking medication and he loves the taste of amoxicillin. I mean, who doesn't, right? I'm allergic to it, but I remember liking it a lot before I was allergic to it. So that at least is good. He's taking his medication easily. I no longer have to pin him down and wrestle him like an alligator to take his medication. And also I am now sick as well. So he gave me his illness in the form of a cold, bad chest cold, a head cold. So now I'm sick. So that's my low of the week. My high of the week is that I was able to take both kids out on my own. I took them to this indoor playground called Rainbow Castle. It's like an indoor play park. I don't know if any of you remember Discovery Zone, but I was growing up in the 90s and Discovery Zone was it. That was the place to be. So this place is like Discovery Zone, but for toddlers. So it's, I think, like age seven and under. And it just has like slides and ball pits and trampolines and rides for him to go on and just so much fun. So I brought both kids to Rainbow Castle by myself because Dan was away for the weekend. And I was so proud of myself that I could just manage to take an almost three-year-old and a four-month-old baby out and run around after Carson. And I just wore the baby in his little carrier. And it was just like a nice milestone as a mom of now two kids to be able to know that I could take both my kids out to do something fun. And it was successful. We had a good time. Carson was a really good listener. I always tell me it's to like help me with baby and be a good big brother and be a good listener now when we go out somewhere. So he seems to understand that and enjoy it. So that was just a really nice high. It was exhausting, but it was just really nice to know that I could do that. So that's my high and low. I hope you take a little time to reflect on your high and low of the week, what that looks like for you, reflecting back on something you're grateful for, something that went well, that worked well, and then just maybe a low of what is not going as well and just giving yourself a moment to think about that as well and to feel the feelings around that. I think just taking a pause and reflecting can be helpful. Now, diving into anxiety, spilling the hot gas, spilling the tea on something in the mental health world, I wanted to explain how anxiety works, like how it actually works, like what the heck is anxiety? When I say I have anxiety, what does that mean? Like what is happening in the body? What is happening in the brain? Why does it happen? I just find it really helpful and empowering to understand the knowledge behind what exactly is happening. And I find once we understand what's happening, we can describe to ourselves, oh, this is what's happening. I know what's happening with me right now. And by organizing the information in the brain in that way, it helps the brain to say, oh, I understand. I know what's happening. Calm down. We're okay. I understand this process. So when we have anxiety, it happens because the amygdala in the brain is releasing too much adrenaline. So basically, and a lot of times we have anxiety when we're just like laying on the couch watching Netflix, right? Like nothing stressful is happening. It's like nine o'clock at night and we're just trying to enjoy the evening before we have to wake up in the morning and start our day all over again. 
but it happens because something maybe in the body is happening. So it could be that like we're unwinding from the day, but we just have a lot of tension and stress that we've held on to in our bodies. Our bodies really hold on to memory and stress and fill up with cortisol. And when we're trying to unwind at night, sometimes that can come out and get activated. I mean, it can happen any time of day. Uh, Often when we're having a moment of quiet, though, like when we're driving in the car, when we're in the shower, when we're laying on the couch, when we're in bed. And that's really because we're a little more tuned into what's happening for us. So you might be laying on the couch and your heart starts to race a little faster or you can't quite catch your breath or something just feels weird. Maybe your heart flutters and you might think to yourself, what was that? Am I okay? What's wrong with me? And maybe you don't realize you're doing that. But when you do that, the brain says, "Uh oh, something's wrong. And it spikes an alert to the amygdala, which releases adrenaline. Because whenever the brain thinks, oh, something's wrong, we're in danger, it kind of interprets any danger as life and death. That's just like the reptilian part of our brain. We have like literally the same part of our brain as when we were reptiles. (laughs) So that part of our brain is very primitive and it doesn't really take a lot of other factors into consideration. It just thinks something's dangerous, the body's tense. Let's dump adrenaline to the system. And it releases adrenaline so that we could fight, flight, or freeze, which I'm sure you've heard of. Essentially, when we were like cave people, if a bear was coming at us, we would need that adrenaline to fight off the bear or to run away from the bear. Or sometimes you would freeze. I mean, I think those people wouldn't survive the bear, but that's the response when something happens, fight, flight, or freeze. That's why you hear about stories of like mom lifting a car off of a child or, you know, these incredible stories of strength and force. And you can do incredible things when you're under immense life or death stress like that because of adrenaline in the body. But, you know, when we're laying on the couch, chilling, watching our Netflix, we don't need that adrenaline. And we're often sedentary when that happens. So the adrenaline floods the body. It's way too much for the system. And what does adrenaline do? It causes the heart to race. It causes breathing to speed up, get more shallow and quicker. It sends blood to the muscle groups to activate the body to run. So it flushes you with all this circulation. It's way too much for us just laying on the couch, relaxing or driving in our car to work. Right? A lot of people experience physical anxiety symptoms when they're driving or if they're on the bus or the train. Those situations are just like a little quiet time where maybe we're on our way to a stressful situation. Even if we're not consciously thinking that, they often happen in those settings or in line at the grocery store. It's a very common one I hear from clients. They're in line at the grocery store. They feel like they're going to have a panic attack. They feel like they're going to pass out. They get worried about passing out. It gets worse. So it's a cyclical process that happens, anxiety, and it's all from too much adrenaline. So the way we turn off the amygdala and stop the adrenaline from flowing, which will stop the anxiety symptoms, is we have to tell our body we're safe, right? And that's hard to do when we're having all these symptoms and we're like, oh my God, am I going to die, right? Because it can feel like a heart attack. It could feel like something is medically wrong with you. I've had this experience. I've ended up in the emergency room because I couldn't stop. The anxiety symptoms were so intense. And a lot of people feel like they're having a heart attack. So the way we stop it 
is hard to do when we're in the middle of it. But if we practice before we're in intense anxiety, we can get really good at calming ourselves down. So when we do have more intense anxiety, we know exactly what to do to calm it all down. So you have to tell the body it's safe. So you can do that with language or thoughts, right? You can think, I'm safe right now. I'm okay. I know what's happening. This is my anxiety. This is too much adrenaline in the body. I understand. I'm not in any danger right now. I'm okay. And if you can do that and make it believable, right, you can calm the body down. If you can't do that or it's not working, calming the body down first can be helpful. So you can either use words first or just calming the physical body down. So you can do that with taking really deep belly breaths. So you're going to breathe into your stomach. So when you inhale, your stomach expands with air like a balloon. And when you exhale, it goes back down in the belly, belly breathing and doing it really slow and counting maybe to four when you breathe in, count to four or five or six when you exhale, relaxing all the muscles that can be incredibly effective at just calming the systems down to get that adrenaline to come under check, to tell the amygdala, stop, I don't need any more adrenaline. Thank you. No, thank you. So that's a bit about just the biology of what's going on in the body and why does all that go into play. And it's kind of a problem of modern times because we don't live the way we used to. We don't need that kind of adrenaline in the body. So we have to work with it when it happens. And that's why so many people suffer from anxiety. I would say the statistics is like 50% of Americans have like a mental health diagnosis, but I'm sure more than that, I think everyone at some point or another has anxiety and it can be a normal level or it could be like a high functioning level, which I think a lot of people have of they're getting through, but they have a high level of anxiety, but they kind of use it in a productive way and they just accept that's how they are but there's a better way to live. And that's what I'm here for is to just teach people what is anxiety and how can you live better? Cause you don't need all of that anxiety in your life. And we could find ways to ground ourselves, to have a different perspective, to live differently. We don't have to feel the way we feel uncomfortable, anxious, worried, go, go, go. Like productivity equals our self-worth, all of those things we don't need. So I'm here to teach a different way. So I think understanding what happens when you have anxiety is the first step because it just gives you that information, that baseline. What is anxiety? Oh, okay. Yes, I have this. That's okay. Now what do we do from here? And that's the next step. And we'll get into that. We'll be talking all about what do we do with our anxiety in my link on Instagram, you'll be able to find my anxiety tool, which helps you identify why you're having anxiety. So why specifically are you having anxiety at this time in your life? Because so many times in my life, I didn't know why I was having anxiety. I would say I have anxiety for no reason, right? But that's not really true. Sometimes we can have anxiety for seemingly no reason, but it's usually some bit of being out of alignment in our life not being in line with our values, meaning in our life, those things. We can always improve. And I think that always improves anxiety. So if you go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram and you go to my bio, you click the link and you'll get my free anxiety tool. It's super helpful. It's a fun activity, I think, at just giving you a good visual picture of where you're at, what's going on for you. 
And then you'll also get the next steps after that of now, what do we do? How can I live in line with these values that I identified on this graph and plotted out and I have a good visual of where I'm at now. So now what do I do with that information? And you get all of that. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm going to teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies that's going to bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're going to use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm going to teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's going to bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're going to get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. into our skill of the week. So this goes in line with what we've been talking about. So the skill of the week is going to be self-talk. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this. Self-talk is literally exactly what it sounds like. We're going to talk to ourselves the way we would talk to our best friend, the way we would talk to a child or a toddler, right? We would be very reassuring, validating, nice, kind, And we're often not those things to ourselves. So we want to practice, how would you talk to a toddler? How would you talk to your best friend if they were having this problem? So I want you to think of what you could say to yourself that would be just really calming and self-soothing. So some examples, I am safe. I am okay. I got this. I can get through this. I'm going to be fine. You're doing the best you can. Whatever it is, I want you to think of some authentic things you can say to yourself, and I want you to start saying them to yourselves and practicing every day to speak kindly to yourself. Even if it takes a lot of effort at first, eventually it will become more automatic, and that rewires our brain to have different automatic responses. So you'll start to think differently. It'll be more natural, and eventually we'll feel much better about ourselves. We'll have more confidence more self-esteem if we can learn these little ways to practice. Moving right into the action item of the week. Action item of the week. Okay. I want you to connect to your body. So at some point during the week, it doesn't have to be every day. I would love if you practice this every day, but I'm realistic that you probably won't remember. That's okay. But at some point during the week, I want you to take just a few minutes and it could be like in the shower or when you're laying in bed at night to go to sleep. Or I also recommend a lot for people when you wake up in the morning, 
Because when you wake up in the morning, you're often like laying in bed for a few minutes. Or I mean, I snooze my alarm like 10 times. It's horrible. But if you wake up in the morning and you're laying in bed before you get out of bed, just spend like a minute connecting with yourself. So ask yourself, how does my body feel right now? Do I feel tense anywhere? Do I feel pain anywhere? Let me just kind of scan my body from head to toe and think of how my body's feeling. How am I doing right now? What's going on for me? Is there anything I'm feeling? And where in my body do I feel it? Do I feel stress about a meeting I have today? I might feel that in the pit of my stomach. I might feel that in my chest. I might feel like I have a headache when I wake up. And then what do I need? So you're connecting with your body, just really thinking like, how am I? You're just noticing. You're not changing anything. Noticing how your body is, how your mind is. And then from there, you can ask yourself, what do I need today? Is there anything I need I can give myself? So for example, if I notice like, oh, my head hurts when I wake up, I could give myself a glass of water. That's just something tangible, but it's something I can do and care for myself. So I can go downstairs and before I start getting everyone else's lives together in the morning, I can just take a moment and drink a big glass of water and just give myself that. Or maybe my body feels really stiff and I need to take like just a 10 minute walk today. I just feel like I need to move and like be outside in the sunlight. Maybe I feel a little down and that that would just be helpful for me. So I want you just try to think of what it is you might need. So you're going to connect with your body, connect with your mind, just for a minute or two, just noticing, just noticing how you are and observing. And then from there, what do I need? Is there anything I can give myself? And just be really kind to yourself and taking care of yourself the way you take care of other people. Because I know you all take care of other people out there. And I want you just to start practicing in tiny, tiny ways of how can you serve yourself, talk to yourself nicely, show up for yourself, connect with yourself, connect with your feelings, your body, and then from there, what you need and how can you give that to yourself today. So that's your homework. I hope you found this episode helpful. I'm on Instagram daily, so I'd love to connect with you there. You can also shoot me an email, any feedback on this episode, anything you want to share or questions, please feel free. I want to connect with you. My email is lindsay at unlockyourtherapy.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at unlockyourtherapy.com. Instagram is at unlockyourtherapy. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all next week. And if you found this episode to be at all helpful, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, share this episode with one person you think would really benefit from this information. And remember, bring your anxiety with you wherever you go. Just bring it with you. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information on the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the guests, the producers, or the publishers are rendering any professional, legal, accounting, clinical, or other professional information. Thanks for listening.